0: Buongiorno, tutti. We're switching it up. Jason was a little tongue tied this morning, so I'm starting the podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time or wherever you may be listening to the podcast from Italy. It is November 6th and Jason and I are coming at you from <laughs> at ya. We are coming at you from the foothills of the Apennines in lovely little Piobico at our farm and cooking school La Tavola Marche. You know the drill. Yeah,
1: 7:45 in the morning on a blustery Mild autumn day, would you say, yeah?
0: It's been all all mild this autumn.
1: Uh, This autumn started out very warm and dry, and we were very concerned about the water, because everything seemed to be late this year, including the... um uh, autumn rain autumn, yeah. autumn wetness right or
0: cold so it's been real mild this fall well let's jump in it's been probably a month or so since our last podcast you guys know we're not too consistent this time of year however the guests have officially checked out so that means we're done yeah so we'll be doing more podcasts
1: <laughs> we've um, closed up all the apartments shut off the shut off the um, gas to them you mm-hmm. know wrapped all the beds all the things you need to do to shut shut up the apartment's down for six months, and um, that more than anything, the guest checking out the last day didn't really feel like no. the end of the season. Um, now it does because we've moved furniture in the in the kitchen and in the um, sala. So we've kind of put the um, got rid of the giant table in the kitchen and just kind of set everything up for winter for winter. us
0: for the next almost basically six months until. The next guests arrive.
1: (laughs) So that that definitely was like whoa. Now it feels like exactly like it's time. But we're we're as far as outside projects. I'm feeling good. All the wood is chopped. Well, the wood I think we'll need for the season is
0: chopped, uh, is is cut, split, stacked, and ready to go. That brings us to um, a phrase that we've coined. I'd like to share with you guys. You're free to use this as you wish. As we were doing this big wood stacking project because we ordered like. Yeah, we talked about about
1: it last time. It it all came long, meaning big, long pieces, about a meter 40 to which we had a chainsaw down to usable pieces for the um, fireplace. And then anything that was too big, we have to split. And then restack. And then restack.
0: So we've been doing this project together and we were saying don't gaji this. Don't gaji this. And do you want to explain what that means, Jay? So
1: yeah, we've turned now uh, Dr. Gaji is our adopted papa and um, he's a wonderful man, but we've turned his name into a verb, meaning goji when you do a project with Gaji,
0: <laughs> it is Little little to no planning and not very efficient. No. Jason immediately when we started doing this wood project was like, don't Godgie this. And he was specifically meaning, let's not take more time than we need also <laughs> as a general – it's just just a general blanket statement. So, Godgie do- will take a simple project of stacking wood and somehow turn this into – a to-do, uh, like an entire... Well, let's just take um, my last gaji project Great. with him, which was um, we
1: had the porcupines getting under the fence <laughs> in the um, garden. Down in the garden. So what do you ha- what we have to do is put in more... Uh, we have to, you know, bury the fence again and then put in more stakes so it, it has a little bit of support. All in all, an hour's worth of work. Sure. But when you're doing... When you're gaji this project, first <laughs> you walk down there and you study it. And you... <laughs> Then you uh, get the hoe, and you start mucking around a little bit. Futs in. in. An hour later, you have me now walk back up into the shed to get uh, tools eight times. Now, it's not, okay, here's what we need. We need this. We need some wire. We need the, the uh, rebar. We need a mallet. But no, no, no. One at a time. One at a time. Go up and get the rebar. <laughs> okay. I go up and get the rebar. Come back down. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. We need the uh, wire. We need the bailing wire. Okay? <laughs> to the thing. So now I've tried to head him off at it. What do we need? What do we need? And I'll try to gather stuff together. But it always... Remember, this is a man who's retired. And this is what we're doing this today. He's got nothing but time. Whether this project should take an hour or if it's a big project and should take all day, this is going to take all day.
0: We also like to call Gaji Grande time waster. <laughs> So luckily we did not got you this
1: project. We had, I had all the things I needed, my, yep. my splitting mall, my wedge, all extra the extra gas, at, all the gas I needed, all the chain oil I needed, all the tarps are ready, all the cord to tie down the tarps. Once we're done, we were ready to go and we busted it out. We're done. I'm looking at beautiful stacks of wood, right? Now. I, it looks very, very nice.
0: I do. Have it really does. It really does.
1: So just remember that. Don't got you. Don't got you yourself. Yeah, when you're going to go do your next project, have a plan. You know, get all the tools at once, be efficient, clean it up, and be done. Move on. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we are in the midst of truffle season yes. right now. Um, truffle season started on the 1st of October. And For white truffles. White truffles. Did we talk about this on the last podcast with no. people coming by? Holy crap. So the first two weeks of, or sorry, the first week of truffle season was a zoo out here. Um It is all the old guys trying to get... I mean, truffles, white truffles cost a ton of money. This year, it's 2,500 euro. Not cheap. So um, you can make a lot of money in a day. So these guys try to beat each other to the punch. So we had a... Our road seldom sees five cars a day. Um, (laughs) And it sounded like there was a rally going on down our road. First off... Um, All these guys drive these old Fiat Panda 4x4s. And when you think 4x4, don't think of like a truck. This is a tiny, tiny car. It just has four-wheel drive. Now, they're great.
0: Like a shell of a car.
1: (laughs) It's a go-kart. It's a beefed-up go-kart with a Fiat badge on it. Um, Why they love these cars is they're very light. They only weigh about 600, 700 kilo. And they have four-wheel drive. And they can climb up any hill. Um, you think mud? That mud? It doesn't matter. You think rock. that a big, big like Land Rover or a bit something like that would do it better? Absolutely not. Those cars are much heavier, and this thing—it's just like a little dune buggy, go kart. It just, up. It just mm-hmm. goes up the hills. It goes through mud, anything. So they love them, and these used cars—you know—from the late nineties command a huge price on the used market. Anyway. Since they have such tiny little motors, they have like one one liter or 1.2 liter motors. To get any power out of them, you've got to kind of ring them out. You've got to kind of rev them through the gears. Now, when these guys are coming through at 3.30, 4 in the morning, and they're in second gear. <laughs> It sounds like they're in your bed with you. And all I want to do is open the door and scream at them, shift the car into third. Please (laughs) just shift the car into third because it wouldn't sound – it wouldn't have that piercing sound at 3.30 in the
0: morning. No, it happens all day long. Gaji used to be so similar and he used to have a muffler problem too. These cars are so notoriously loud the way they're driven. And it has been – yeah, just – it's the traffic and noise out here from the uh, regular hunters to the truffle hunters. But let's go back to that uh 4 in the morning. So we have this one guy who comes by at about
1: 3, 3.30 in the morning. He will park um, where I kind of down by. Uh, Along the road. Around the road. But he will walk right past our window to our little. We live in a little caseta, a little house. A little cottage Cottage house. that's 10 meters from the main house. It's separated by the walkway. Um, But he will walk around between the chicken coop and us, and it's right next to our bedroom window, like right near my head. And at 3 o'clock in the
0: morning, you don't think that there's hunters out there. It's pitch black. There shouldn't be. You're not doing – and no one in the woods or a city street at 3.30 in the morning is doing any good. So I – Ashley wakes me up. We
1: think it's (laughs) – it's Laudry. It's it's thieves. I don't think it's
0: a thief, but I'm just like someone's out there. And someone's the out there. not
1: supposed to be anyone. And it's like you can't you can't walk past some they he can walk around and just walk the driveway and that'd be a lot different than walking there right are so past So many
0: the, entrances into the woods. We live on the edge of the woods. Like just go by where you parked the car and go in on the other side of the river. Like there's so many passages into the woods. It's crazy. I don't know why it has to be right by our window. So um the other day, a couple. No, actually, not the other way. Now it's Wait, can we tell ago. them what you? No. S- <laughs> um,
1: then a few weeks ago, I see the the uh, carbonieri forestale. So, like the the forest Service... the for um, what do you call them in the uh, what would you The forest be service. Here? The forest the carbonieri has a division of like a forest service who protects the woods and or like and the rangers rangers there you go park ranger kind of thing because this is protected area and i see him on the road and i stop him and i go hey just out of curiosity what is the um law law for hunting when the truffle mushroom when does it start when are you allowed to be out there and they said five we'll give him a break like if people start coming around around five it's not a big deal but five thirty is when it when you can start i go okay i have people at three o'clock the morning <laughs> like just everywhere and they go really where what's the nu- oh what's my the God. number plate what car is it and it's like whoa 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 guys snitches get stitches
0: <laughs> all i'm saying is
1: that i got people walking walking jason's th-
0: like i'm not naming names i'm not naming names i I'm got like, people can you just tell
1: us about the car can you tell us about the car we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out by the car <laughs> i got people tromping past my window scaring the crap out of pe- out of me at three o'clock in the morning plus i have people here who aren't who are going to think the same thing guests aren't going to no one's out at 3 in the morning doing anything good. So they're like, oh, okay, okay. Can we park in? Can we They hide? got super they got excited. really ac- excited. Can we hide in your driveway? <laughs> hide the car so, a couple of mornings to see if we can catch these people. Like, they were
0: going to do some stings. Yeah. I'm like, do whatever Steakouts you want, Stake out and man. stings it's at like, our house.
1: Do whatever you want.
0: It's just, just. They wanted our WhatsApp number so they could give us a heads up so we knew they were coming. And it was just so funny because I felt like you could tell they came by the next day and, or called the next day too. But I was like, you can tell this is the biggest break they have gotten in, I don't know, years. And I, I doubt anyone talks to <laughs> these guys know. or gives them help at all. I'm not, we're not uh, telling on anyone. We're just like, dude, come on. 3.30 in the morning. Pick a different spot. And the they... I feel like they went back to their little office in Piobico, and like plotted it out. Had like drew a map of our house. <laughs> so
1: now we're buddies with the uh, forestale. Every time they pass, we uh, they wave at me, and I don't think they caught anyone because no, neither do I. Those guys, those truffle hunters, the hardcore ones, were here for about a week, and then there's nothing out here. Um,
0: no, so the season started really strong, and then has petered off. The thing um, we just did a bunch of truffle hunts with the guests, and one thing though to keep in mind is. Is later in the season this year. Now they're starting to be smaller um, because of the lack of rain and everything as well. And um, however, you could still have a small truffle that's aged properly underground and it'll be more profumatic than a bigger immature truffle so um size doesn't necessarily matter and uh, but
1: for the people like to like for course. the mar- for the restaurants in the market you want to see the big boys in fact when i buy the truffles from the guys coming out of the woods they sell me the little like walnut and smaller size mm-hmm. ones because the restaurants don't want you know those small little ones they want the big ones they look better but mm-hmm. the small ones can like Ashley said, could be more profomatic it's all it's all a ruse man it's all a made market it's nothing nothing coming out of that woods should cost 2500 euros a kilo absolutely nothing it's like de beers it is crazy it's a it's a it's a f- fabricated market mm-hmm. because you because we think we should pay that much money. That's why we pay that much money. If everyone stopped tomorrow, they'd cost what a porcini cost, which is like 15, 20 euros a kilo. Jason's not a... I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan. But you guys are. And we just got done with our truffle um, workshop, which I think went really, really well. It everyone did. Had it a was great, time. great.
0: It was really cool because the first kind of truffle hunting experience we did with them was went to our friend Roberto's Agriturismo. And he has a cultivated <laughs> truffle farm. And um I think there must have been some well, What does that mean cuz people what I was might think say.
1: that you plant them like rows of corn or no, something.
0: No, you don't plant the truffles. Well, actually you do what you um inoculate. You inoculate them. So you start the trees and you plant the trees. I think it's 5 meters by 5 meters apart so there's plenty of space um in between. And at the root of the seedling or sapling, whatever it is, um, you put a tiny piece of truffle into the root to help it grow. Now here's the amazing part and this is where Italy is still Italy. And now you wait 15 years for your first chance to hopefully find and harvest truffles. <laughs> These are long-term commitment people out here. So Roberto started this over 15 years ago at his agriturismo and has three different um, sections where he has a cultivated farm. So yes, he started the sapling seedlings, whatever you call it, with a little tiny, tiny bit of truffle. And then Um, you hope for the best. And these are black truffles.
1: Yeah, the white ones, you can't do this.
0: No, they know a lot more about how to grow and how black truffles... Yeah, well, they're how, not
1: growing them. I no, think that's going to confuse true. people. Uh,
0: they understand a lot more about the uh, growth of black truffles than white truffles. Um, Roberto was saying, we only know maybe 20%, if that, about how to find how they grow for white truffles. Black truffles is a bit more like 75%, but there's still so much of this unknown. And exactly. He's planted these trees 15 years ago with hopes that they'll um, produce truffles, but you never know. So basically he's setting up an environment that is hospitable
1: to exactly. this type of fungus and hoping for the best.
0: Exactly. And um, so it's really interesting to go with Roberto because he is explaining to us he's all about the education of it, what to look for in the um, – in around the tree the surroundings what to what the habitat if you will the where the these trees will naturally grow and um how to train the dogs and all of that then we went on a boots on the ground truffle hunt into the woods with Michaela, a firefighter from piobaco who's also a, a truffle hunter with his dog and then that's when you're just running around the woods following the dog he doesn't tell you too many of the secrets he's more watching the dog on the dog and um just collecting the truffles as she digs them up left and right, it was great. But the guests did really enjoy it, and we went to kind of the culmination was the White Truffle Festival in Aquilania, which was That's <laughs>
1: classic. So it, it rained um, that night. It was a Saturday night, last mm-hmm. Saturday night, and um, when we went in, it was sprinkling out. And normally, we've been in years past where that that festival is you are shoulder to oh shoulder, kind of like the Chocolate Festival we went to, the Euro Chocolate Festival we talked about. No, we haven't talked about it. We didn't talk about Euro chocolate? I thought we did on the last one.
0: I don't think so. I mean, we haven't done a podcast since then.
1: Oh. We went to <laughs> Euro chocolate in Perugia. It was horrible. There was too many people. I lived in New York for eight years, and now all of a sudden I get freaked out in crowds.
0: And don't call it Euro chocolate. Call it just regular oh. Italian Yeah, it was chocolate.
1: a lot of um, – it was all industrial. There was yeah. no – nothing handmade, nothing people – It was. it was a big commercial for – Different major chocolate. Major anyway, factors. back to the truffle anyway. One. Back to the truffle one. Um, so
0: there were a few people, but it wasn't packed. We went in to have a. D- but I was like pleasantly surprised. It was kind of rainy, but um, I just you know you're bringing guests and you want it to look festive and you're kind of promoting this event in a way. There were people there were around. People, but it music wasn't, was playing. But it it was wasn't. Like, okay, this is a good start, I yeah. thought, because we were there at like seven and the guests got there early to walk around. We go in for dinner. Not for dinner, for a pair of TV, a pair of TV drinks. But we're there for two hours. Were we there for yeah. two hours? Okay. We walk out and it's nine o'clock, and it was like there had been some time warp. There was it was Dead. crickets. It was deed, and not like oh, because everyone's having dinner under other tents and or uh, the restaurants are all full. No, shut. It was like, what the hell just happened? Because <laughs> they <It was> just <laughs> it they're like, let's go walk around the festival now, guys. I, we have been to this festival almost every single year in the past it 10 years, and I've never seen it like that. festivals
1: usually go till the morning hours. Like, they'll have bands starting after dinner at like 10. Yeah, we
0: never see the late night bands because they don't even start till exactly nine thirty. 30, 10. So I thought finally, oh, we're going to be up for it. No. No,
1: shut. So Jason was...
0: had his heart set on mortadella. Oh, um... Once a
1: year and only <laughs> once a year. There's this guy. I don't even know where they come from. Where do they come don't from? Um, they um, they come up every year and go to this truffle f- uh, sorry yeah truffle festival in Aquilanya and it's um, uh, mortadella made from wild boar. And they sell sandwiches of this mortadella made from wild It's delicious. It's the only reason I go to this festival every year because it's this – other than that, it's the same stuff. He, and
0: He just kept talking about it. He even was telling the guests. I'm not really – I'm not even here for you guys. Like, it's great to see you, but uh, I'm really here for the for the della. <laughs> I'm here for the mortadella. Shut. <laughs> we go after – exactly. Also, all he's talking about, the guests are all following him because that's all he's been talking about is the mortadella. Zero. Shut down. Shut so it down. So the
1: Italians don't do very well in the rain. So a little rain, and it was a quieter Saturday night, and they just decided, eh, we're going to just shut this whole thing down at nine o'clock. We walk out at ten after nine from the from the restaurant and. There was nothing going on.
0: Thankfully, the guests were pooped out after the truffle hunt into the woods for an hour and a half or so running around following the dog. But, yeah, what a, it was kind of lame. It was, oh, Jason taught the guests um, one of our favorite festival phrases, grande flop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a gaji phrase. It's a grande flop. It was a flop. Um, <laughs> what are you it was do? yeah. That's You're why. That's why it's so hard to have these big festivals here because these towns lay out so much money for the setup and the insurance. Now you have to have in the insurance. Oh well, they don't know about it. So at some club, like some teenager, like under twenty one club. Um, Last summer, two summers ago, they overpacked it and there was a fire and all these kids got trampled. So now, when you have a festival, they tighten down the restrictions and you have to have much more insurance and it costs a lot more now um, for the insurance. So, when you have these festivals and these tens and 20 and 30, God knows how much they have to lay out, and then no one shows up, it's a big deal. It's a
0: grande flop. It's a grande flop. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we forgot to mention uh second to the last guests. We thought we were in the home stretch. Oh man. And it was feeling good. It was like we've got two sets of two weeks left, two groups left. Man, I can't believe it. The season is coming to a close and we're coasting now in that sense of just the, the house is ready, everything's good, projects are done and <laughs> the house always <coughs> just kicks back.
1: So we, like I always say, our problems always stem here from water. Either bringing it here, the lack thereof, um, heating it. Whatever – if there's a problem, it's going to have an origin of water, and this year was no different. Um, the second-to-last guest, thank God it was warm out. Like it was – everyone was sleeping with windows open in the end of October. So yeah. we didn't – it wasn't the end of the world. But we had our um, – what's it called? Hot Caldea. water heater. Yes, our hot water inst- you know, – on-demand hot water heater started going on the fritz, and it kind of did it over a period of like a week because I would – Obviously, if there's no hot water coming out of the tap, I'd know immediately. But every time we were doing it, there was hot water. But um, finally, one after one cooking class, Ashley says, hey, there's, there's nothing. I go and check it out, and sure enough. So long story short, you call the guy out, and of course it's – It's on a Saturday. It's on a Saturday, so no one's coming till Monday. Um, and everyone was cool about it because there was – it was weird. There was some – Hot, well, it was kind of working, but with 12 people in the house, it wasn't supporting everyone's hot water needs. No, which is not
0: how it should be at all. No, you should have all-you-can-eat hot water. Um, and so this happened on a Saturday, or we realized on a Saturday, but the guests are checking out on Sunday. And everyone's pretty laid back about it, exactly. We, and everyone's pretty kind of almost all from California, and like, yeah, we get it. Um, because we're also at the same time asking them to be kind and gentle with the water because we think we might run out of it. That's so... no. <laughs> there
1: is no water. Not only
0: do we think we're going to run out, but what we have probably Ain't hot. isn't. <laughs>
1: So that Monday was Ashley's birthday. So we went on a little road trip for the day um, and left. You know, I figured, okay, I'm going to call him first thing Monday morning. There's no one's going to come here on Monday. This happened on a Saturday afternoon. Don't even bother. There's no 24-hour, 365 workman in this area. I'll call Monday morning. Hopefully he'll be there on Tuesday. And I pray by the second part of the week when guests arrive, We'll have it, everything worked out. So, of course, I call Monday morning, 8 a.m. They go, Great, uh, let me give you a call back. We'll see when we can get a technician out there. Please, this is an emergency. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I do my whole spiel. So she calls me back, holy crap, 30 minutes later and says, Great, technicians in Piovico right now. He'll be to you in 10 minutes. I am two and a half hours away in Perugia <laughs> <laughs> because we, went, we, we took off uh, Sunday t- night. Sunday night.
0: And we were going to be gone one night and come back Monday afternoon. We even talked about it. Like if I had said to Jason, let's delay the trip or let's not go because Monday morning, if I was like positive poppy princess, like, oh, ah, you never know. They might show up Monday morning. He would be like, are you high? What are you talking? How, talk- m- how, how many, many years
1: have you lived in Italy? Ashley? no one shows up 20 oh, minutes after you. Called. Exactly.
0: Especially on a Monday morning. I would
1: have bet all the tea in China that there's no way. Sure as shit. Italy, like, you can never predict anything. No. Sure enough, I call it eight o'clock. By eight forty-five, she's telling me that the guy's five minutes from my house, and I have to look like such a complete ass telling him, <laughs> "Yeah, I know all that stuff I told you ten minutes, ago, you know, ten minutes ago. How it's an emergency, and, and the house fixed, is full of guests, and the f- house is full of guests. Yeah, there's no one there. I'm <laughs> two and a half hours away." She was not happy. No.
0: Then Jason has to stab off a slight panic at freak out attack.
1: <laughs> because this is the only game in town. This is the only people that f- work on this type of equipment. Um, you can get, you know, the local guy, but he's not going to know what he can do. And he can't get the authorized parts from this man or whatever, this German company that makes all these heaters.
0: Jason called like half a dozen other places and they all said, yeah, call Arduini. And it was like, Arduini. De- okay.
1: So I pissed off the pe- the only people that can help me. So I call up and I eat crow and I apologize and blah, 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 blah. So the guy does show up that afternoon. Holy crap. We're home we're, now. Thank God we're home. We're home now. He shows up, of course, because everything is electronic. Now the, if you have one problem with any electronics, their, their solution is to replace the whole Motherboard unit, of course, at at a ridiculous price. So, but we have no choice. We have no hot water, so we so we go ahead and do it, and um, and then just hope it arrives in time because he has to order it. He doesn't have it. They don't have parts stocked. There's not like oh, I'll just go back to my warehouse and grab this and be back. It's like well, we'll order it from Germany and tell them to overnight it, but we don't know. Um, long story short, it, the morning that the guests were coming, he was there. Everything worked out in the end.
0: But you can just never predict anything in this country, even when you think you know. The whole time Jason's like, all right, worst case scenario, worst case scenario. What do we do if X, Y, or Z doesn't happen? We never did best case scenario. I never thought. <laughs> I'm such a pessimist. I'm such <laughs>
1: I'm such a pessimist, man. Like worst case scenario, he can't get here till Wednesday, and then they order the part, and it's not here till
0: Friday. What do we do? What do we do? Never. Best what? case, what happens if he's at our house like in 20 minutes?
1: <laughs> so there you go. There's Italy, but um, we have a brand new hot water heater. Brand, well, basically, I mean the the rest of it's just an igniter and and a, and a thing. The whole guts of it was replaced. So there we go. Plenty of.
0: Well, it all worked out. We still got to enjoy our um, trip to Torciano, which was the uh, kind of start off where we decided to spend the night to go on a road trip through what is affectionately called Kashmir Road. And this was a blast. Um, we went and stopped at Langorota, I think is what, or Langoroti um, Winery, first thing in the morning, picked up some great. Eh. It was good Pinot Grigio and stuff, something different that we don't get up here. But and I um, have a problem. Rubesco.
1: Their their reserva is thirty euros a bottle. I know.
0: That is super expensive
1: That's, for us. You can go and get the best wines in Piemonte, some of the best ones for thirty euros a bottle.
0: You can get some of the best wines in La for nine. I know.
1: <laughs> so I think it's oh I think it was overpriced.
0: Um but we took our time and we drove through God, just a handful of little towns and the part that we forgot is that in Umbria Oh yeah it's you've a got to valley. explain
1: where this is.
0: So it's just south of Perugia um, just a little south east of Perugia is Torgiano. Then we made our way basically due west to the opposite side of just south still of Perugia just to the other uh, side, just yeah. to the other side and um this is yes where they call Kashmir road where a ton of cashmere is made and in Italy and um, it's so cool to go a majority of these ones have the factories right there where uh, the ladies are sewing or the machines are going in the back um, if you ask politely sometimes they'll let you see uh, it's really cool but we forgot as I'm looking at a map that this isn't Lamarque where each village is separated between the foothills and You know, these little hills and mountainous roads. And it just felt like you could get around so quickly. It would be like, oh, that next town's only is maybe 10 kilometers, kilometers, but but it's it's straight. So it's six minutes. How is that possible?
1: (laughs) Because 10 kilometers around here would be like almost a half hour.
0: Exactly.
1: It's, it's, especially for people who don't know the roads a lot and Mm -hmm. don't do the curves very well. Um, Umbria, the Umbrian Valley was nice to drive in big road, big wide roads and straight and flat.
0: Well, and it's... Um, you can get a good price at a lot of these places. Um, some things are not on sale. Some things are greatly discounted. You got to look through everything. But it's real... I love it. It's fun. I'm a sweater girl. And we made our way at the very end and just happened to be the last stop was the town of Solomeo, which is the home of Brunello Cuccinelli Cashmere. And as we were driving up, we didn't quite know what we were coming into, but we could tell immediately... All
1: of a sudden, everything got real nice, real clean. The houses weren't on the road anymore. They were set back. And you could smell it. You could smell the money. That's what
0: Gaji likes to say.
1: <laughs> because um, this, uh, the surrounding area is very agricultural. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's run down. I have no. to say, all in all, Umbria is a little bit more fixed up and cleaned up than Marque is. Um, but... It just had a totally different look. Like yeah. Every, All of a sudden, it was like, like these the, aren't just
0: fences. These are
1: gates. These are gates. The stone is pristine. Everything looks like it was power washed yesterday. The the, fl- the foliage and the flowers
0: and the trees and it just, just everything. And as soon as you kind of drop into the center of town along the main little road, it was like, whoa. This little teeny tiny village is fully restored impeccably. We park... And going to check out the cashmere, we were checking out all the shops Now, uh, keep in mind the
1: ones we 've been to before are basically little not don 't think of it as a sh- as a shop. it is like an off, extension an extension of... off the manufacturing floor so it 's not fancy it 's just racks with sweaters and shelves with sweaters, and
0: it is more industrial in a way yeah. or, or small feeling
1: yeah, like you come in here and you buy it 's not pretty pretty mannequin there 's no mannequins in the no. entire places normally. Now you go to one that looks like a super high-end New York New York flagship. City flagship shop. And talk about you could smell it. Oh, my God. In. So we didn't really <laughs> understand.
0: Like, we knew this was nicer, right? Yeah. But um cashmere's. And I knew there was a reason we hadn't gone before. Like, that it was more expensive and, like, I don't know. This is going to be a little out of our price range. But let's check it out. Who knows? Who knows what you'll find. There was nothing in there under 2,000 euros. It no, was... the first sweater I picked up was, yeah, I think, 4,000. And I thought, oh, put this back real gentle. I'm surprised they let us walk in, to be quite honest. You <laughs> kept saying that. He kept saying, why weren't we, we were offered coffee? Yeah, they didn't <laughs> offer us coffee. I noticed other people
1: were being offered coffee. We did not get offered coffee. Um, it was a big story. It was two levels. It was huge. The men's department was stunning. This The stuff is... Absolutely stunning. But my question is what, other than the name, I get that. I get the name. But what makes that sweater 2000 and the ones we're looking at 200? I don't know. Is it that much of a quality thing? Because I went to the back and saw people handmaking sweaters at at the the other other places. Mm -hmm. I know there's people, they're at much nicer, like, Stations. Stations. Their stations are all made of wood and antique, and they're gorgeous, and they're in the, They're like animals at the zoo. It was a giant glass window, so you could see, Floor like, to ceiling. Floor to ceiling, and you look at it, and there's eight people sitting there sewing um, with, like, old-school sewing machines. But you go to the other ones, and there's people sitting there sewing, but they have more—like, they're doing the same thing, but it's just not as—what?
0: It's just more industrial there. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. He's got it together. So this Brunello Cuccinelli, look him up. Interesting guy. 1985, he'd already been doing cashmere. I guess he's credited for adding color to cashmere. (laughs) Instead of uh, like just camel and black and stuff to really add a lot of the Italian colors to it. Anyway, he took the tiny town that I think he must be from, Solomeo, and decided to completely restore it. It's a Borgo at best, a hamlet, let's call it, not a village. Um, it's so ingenious, though. And, you realize mm-hmm. no
1: one's going to come to a run-down central Italy town to spend two grand on a sweater. If you're coming to this town, it's got to look like it should come from there
0: every corner was decorated for halloween and fall like jason was mentioning there's the um it's all set up not like a campus but i guess you could call it that because they do have classes and stuff there but um basically they took like the castle and made
1: like he their their yeah there's inside (laughs) you
0: walk around the little village this little hamlet and each little house has been restored and section and exactly you see the so the seamstresses you there's like the uh, a place where they do cooking classes and yeah, it was weird. Like you'd walk the garden. garden, walk
1: around in the Hamlet, and it'd be like a little sign that would say like um, um, "finishing rooms" mm-hmm. or there. So it was like a campus where mm-hmm. there was
0: different buildings that you had yeah. to go to. Um, very very Ingenious. nice, genius, beautiful. Well, it's definitely even if it's out of your price range, it's worth a visit just for to both go holy shit how much does that cost and just to kind of take all in like the extent of the work put into that place
1: and we were not in this place this was a monday morning at 11 o'clock in the morning it was not empty and no people were buying stuff yes which is why we didn't have that's why they had the coffees, and we didn't
0: <laughs> have the coffees. Go, you know where they'll give everyone coffee and popcorn Les schwab <laughs> my grandpa <laughs> <laughs> ever told this
1: story? Her grandpa would. Ashley's grandpa. I love this guy. He would tell it. Hey, you want to? You want to go get coffee? We'd be like, yeah, let's go get a cup of coffee. He wouldn't take us to the. Or
0: and he'd say you'd forgot the other because he'd go or you feel like some popcorn. Yeah, and you'd be like, we're sure, sure like, whatever. We're, whatever. Okay. Like, get
1: in the truck. It's not he like he's taking us to the local diner where they know his name or the coffee, or the donut shop or the what he takes us to the tire place. Called Les, Schwab. called Les Schwab because there they have a popcorn machine and a coffee maker in their waiting room and for free for free and that's where you go
0: so he takes us to Les Schwab we're like do you need to do something with your car he's like hell no they make the best coffee in town <laughs> and it's like oh my god and they all are just like well they sure knew his name
1: there. they knew oh here comes the guy who just eats the popcorn here and drinks comes the Leroy
0: coffee.
1: <laughs> anyway we're off topic So it was a beautiful, beautiful... It was a really nice trip. It was a
0: beautiful day out. And... um, Yeah. And I love being able to... When we get the breaks and stuff... To do these little trips within Italy, we forget sometimes that something like this is only two and a half hours away. It could be just a day trip, but it was really nice to extend it slightly and just really enjoy ourselves. And keep in mind when cashmere, you, have, uh, you probably have an idea
1: of cashmere costing like hundreds and hundreds of dollar, euros, dollars a sweater. But remember, just like the prosciutto and the salami, when you go to the place where they make it, the prices aren't exaggerated so most of the sweaters that we're buying at these places are like 80 euros
0: 80 to 130 30 yeah definitely But you're seeing where it's made it's not just like it's a you know don't get me wrong i love j crew or something but it's not just a j crew sweater with stamped on it you have no idea it's coming from some factory god knows where
1: and you see the bolt you see the bolts of mm-hmm. of yarn being made into the sweaters and you see that it, it's a hundred percent cashmere not I mean, it feels really soft. I can't get any. I am not a big enough boy to have a cashmere sweater. I try sweater.
0: every time. But I got it a hat. No. <laughs> I know. You got a hat.
1: I got a hat. That's another thing. I was looking for a hat. I was like, maybe I can get a hat at this. The Cuccinelli super uh-huh. slanky one. And I go over and look at a hat. It was 220 euros was for a like, ski, like a skull cap ski mm-hmm. hat. I was like, Jesus. He's like, we need to, <laughs> need to leave. We need to leave
0: but we're excited we're getting ready to start we're planning our christmas uh tree hunting trip where we'll go up north to the alps hopefully get a little hockey in and um i was thinking about going it's just kind of wild i grew up in washington state and the same drive up to the alps is less than going from seattle to spokane or to eastern washington that takes like a five plus hour drive this is about that and that we're still just in italy And we're making it up to the mountains. Every well, It's because it just makes... Sometimes I was thinking, it sounds so like fancy. Oh, we're going to the Alps. No, it's it's not not that far.
1: (laughs) Um, They do
0: not have... We love... We're still American at heart. Even though we've
1: been here 12 years, I'm very... When you look at me, I'm very American. So we need a Christmas tree. A big, big big-ass Christmas tree. We've talked about trying to get them around here before where they'll they'll get you a live tree. (laughs) And then I want to just take the chainsaw and cut the... uh, Cut the root ball off right in front of them at the at the nursery and, and have the their mouths drop. But um they don't do Christmas trees like big ones. You can go to the like Coast, uh like Pesero Orfano to the big um, box nursery. stores. But they'll have like little ones, like a meter, like little fun like ones. Like what
0: you'd be like, Oh, that's good for a kid's room. Like that's just a fun one or decoration tree, just a simple thing. But I want a two plus meter, like the
1: proper, proper Christmas tree. So we go up to the I deck the <laughs> <halls>. <laughs> so we go up to the Alps And up there they're giving them away They're so cheap I can't believe it A giant beautiful gorgeous Huge Christmas tree is like 30 bucks mm-hmm.
0: So we're going to go up to We got two last year we're going to get maybe three this year <laughs> I don't know. Well, who, who, knows? who knows? Who knows? We, <laughs> know? we might just fill the van with Christmas trees. <laughs> do a side business and start selling them here. Someone said we should start our own Christmas tree farm. You know, it's like, no. oh. Um, sounds, that's. I know. It's Sounds crazy. like
1: starting a truffle farm um, 15 years later. <laughs>
0: exactly. But that'll be a blast.
1: Yeah. Um, it, all the Christmas markets start up at the end of November, beginning of the summer. Um, we head up there and we do. Usually we do like Vipatain. If you look at a map, the uh, more on the eastern part of the of the alps not above milan
0: alto aldi or sutirol depending on what you want to call it kind of uh trento bolzano the
1: potato up there and then on the other side of the that mountain i forget what that mountain's called this year we might go up into austria austria (laughs) a little um, bit because um i want my schnitzel with knudel yeah, but <laughs> uh, I can Spezel, never spatzelli. Spatzelli. I, I never. My, my our. Of course, our pronunciation is terrible. But the little noodley dumpling things that we thought, we thought they'd have them up up in the Italian on the Italian side. But of course, it's just like around here, very localized. You have to go on to the other side. Like, of the Oh border. yeah, we
0: know what you're talking about. But no, they're not from here. It's like, no. Damn
1: it! So we'll have to go
0: up there just for um, schnitzel so and. So I can uh, eat my way through Austria. Yeah. Plus, I like I like Austria. It's really pretty. I do, too, especially this time of year. So, getting ready. The house is already starting to be flipped. Like we said, the wood is stacked. Getting the winter uh, travel plans underway. The last uh, truffle festival in Aquilonia ended this weekend?
1: Or is it one more day next week? And that's the last one for the season, and then it's gets
0: kind of quiet until Christmas holiday starts. Yes, but I've noticed Italy is starting earlier and earlier to decorate for Christmas. Yeah,
1: this year it's already out.
0: They're starting right now, like beginning of November, because of course they don't have Thanksgiving, so there's not an in-betweener, and they don't really do Halloween, but... um, yeah, I've noticed it's, they're starting to hang lights. They're starting to get ready. I don't know when they're going to put the switch. Gachi uh, already brought Gachi already brought Panettone. And we gave it to the guests on our quiz night. And everyone loved We were like, you guys, I'm no, sorry. No, it was a Pandoro. Pandu- Pandoro. But it was so funny because he brought one over. And he just tries to, I don't know, if he's trying to secretly poison us with Panettones and stuff. Like he wants us to get fat. If he brings it over because he wants to secretly eat it here with us. Or if he just wants to get it out of his house. I think it's a little bit of all three. I do too. But we didn't want it in our cupboard because we know we'll eat it or make French toast, and there's no, we don't need it right now. No, or. the gaji it's um, gaji 's a doctor, a
1: cardiologist, so the, his patients bring him shit all the time, and a lot, of, especially around this time of year, it's going to be some kind of cake in a box, whether it's Pandoro or Pandoro is think cake of, in a box. <laughs> Pandoro is uh, golden bread. It's just think of
0: like this, just sweet, light, almost pound cakey pound cake, but like. The consistency in your mouth of like a marshmallow. It's so soft. soft. It's it's delicious it's and good horrible and gross. at the same it's time. It's weird. But we were like, okay, we were doing this quiz night and it's just a simple hangout night. Let's share it with the guests. And it was so funny because we were like, we would never, ever serve this normally. They but ate it <laughs> all. Everyone loved it. They ate it all. You warm it by the fireplace and dump a too much powdered sugar over it. It was great. So, yeah, he brings them over because I, I think he doesn't want them in his house so um before we start wrapping it up because do you have anything else you wanted to add um i want to do a big announcement on here that we do have dates and some information online for the first advanced cooking class this is the one that you guys have been waiting for this is for returning guests only just scroll down and um we're going to be doing it in the fall it's going to be september 2nd to the 7th so five nights the advanced class and it is all about uh taking what you've learned before and building on it so if you've been here before you remember fossa you remember balancing flavors
1: um and this time what we're, we're gonna kind of work a, we're gonna work in a squad or a, a group it's only six it's limited to six guests um, basically the idea is this, we are going to do everything, uh, some more, not challenging, but more, um, detail oriented, some more detail oriented things that take a lot more time. Whereas in the cooking class, we have four hours to make dinner for 20 people or whatever it is.
0: This is, we're taking four, four days, days to make a big lunch for drum roll, please. Italian. Yes. We're raising the stakes on you. So we're going to tighten
1: the tolerances. So for instance, if like we do a lot of cavatelli, we did a lot of cavatelli in the um, cooking classes this autumn and we'll show you two or three times how to do the cavatelli and we'll correct you two or three times. But after that, uh, we kind of leave you alone because if if we stay on top of you and everyone you do be like, nope. Nope, nope, you're going to get discouraged, and it's not. you're not having fun anymore. There's a balance between teaching you something, and then some people just aren't going to get it, or they just want to do it their own way and don't give a shit, and just let them do it. This time around, that's not going to go. <laughs> we have to make it. We're going to be cooking for other Italians who are very – they're always judging, and they're very critical about everything they eat. So um, the plan is this. We will take um, three or four days to do a beautiful – Um, five, I don't even, I haven't written the menu yet. I have no idea. Giant Sunday lunch for 12, I don't know, 12 to 15 Italians. Um, so we'll, we'll make the Capoletti. We'll make, we'll do different things. I don't, like I said, I don't know, but it's not going to be, um, There's uh, no lemons in the oven. There's no Roste
0: morto or Panna This is, we know you guys have done that and this is taking it and building off all of it. So
1: things, so things that are great in this one is timing. Um, how to time all this stuff to get it everything out in a proper in the proper order perfectly cooked p- menu planning um, and just doing some more technical things uh, here than just the real I really try to keep it stupid simple for the normal cooking classes to show you how you don 't need a lot of frill and and complicated or a lot of steps in these dishes to make something that 's beautiful well this time around we 're going to pick out the ones that take the more steps um, and Kind of talk about those a little. I think it's going to be a blast. I think it's going to be very interesting and different. Small group. We can and meet.
0: we'll know you guys. Then, I'm I'm excited.
1: And um and it's fun cooking for not for the other people in the group, but for actual like we will eat and staff meal together. Like exactly. we're not sitting. <laughs> With every, this will be a like we're serving lunch to mm-hmm. to these people.
0: So I think it'll be a blast. I think people will get a kick out of it. I do too. So that's mark your calendar, September second to seventh. That'll be a good one. And also for those of you interested, we've heard your requests and we brought it back one more. We're bringing it back one more time. The move to Italy workshop, oh, beginning of May. So if you are still <sighs> interested in um, changing your life, whether you're <laughs> coming to retire, opening up a activity,
1: um, or just curious. Yes. We're gonna do it one more time. We keep. Here's the thing: every time we get a bunch of people who say they want to do it, want to do it, we, we say, "All right, well, let's we'll do it." And then
0: nothing, right? No response. This one's already almost sold out. We've Is already it
1: really? half full. Oh, okay. Yep. Normally, people are dream drunk.
0: Well, that's okay. They might be that. Eventual- they get
1: like my brother, like my idiot brother, who gets back from Rio de Janeiro and decides he's going to move down there and and start. No,
0: Colombia.
1: Sorry, Colombia. <laughs> that's better. right. Even better. <laughs> gets back from Colombia and decides he's going to do events in Colombia for corporate retreats. <laughs> it's like it's. it's like who? What, what corporation is coming down to Colombia to, to do a corporate? You know, or a t shirt shop. <laughs>
0: thought about selling art too selling art that's right becoming a Colombian art dealer he knows nothing about um <laughs> <laughs> anyway so we got a lot on the books for 2020 it's already filling up um and of course the full farmhouse rental if you want to come out bring a group of friends and plan your own act, plan your own holiday we'll do whatever you guys want to do exactly it's your house well thank you guys so much for listening we got a day to get going it's 8:30, and chickens need to be fed all right bring us home thank you so much for listening to our podcast from italy you know where to find us www.latavolamarche.com l-a-t-a-v-o-l-a-m-a-r-c-h-e shoot us an email at info at latavolamarche ask us questions about the podcast life any of the workshops anything you've heard and we're happy to respond or share it here uh follow us on facebook twitter instagram you know the deal All right, thank you so much. Have a
1: great day, and we will see you next time. Ciao, ciao.